I've been a pastor here since 1992. And from time to time, we would have a church family meeting as a church. I'd pull my stool up to the middle of our platform and uh, we'd just sit down and take part of the service and I would talk uh, just as a family. So in light of the last few weeks, I think it's probably time for us to have a family meeting. So just think of uh, the next 15 minutes as uh, you're sitting in church and uh, I, on the platform and we're just talking as a, as a family. Uh, it's been an interesting week. Solomon reminds us that uh, there's nothing new under the sun. And I have lived long enough to know that there are certain constants in life, things that never change. In the last two weeks, I've been reminded of a couple of those in particular. One is the idea of the constant of crisis. Um, Our community is over 100 years old, and we've seen a lot of crises throughout history. In the 20s, it was the stock market crash. In the 30s, it was the Dust Bowl. We had the atomic age in the 50s and the 60s. The 70s saw the energy crisis. The 80s saw the farm crisis. Uh, We dealt with the recession of the 90s. In 2000, it was Y2K, and many of us stood up, stayed up all night wondering if we were even going to have electricity on January 1st. We survived a dot-com bubble and a housing crisis. In fact, even our own community, this time last year, uh, we were dealing with a flood, and many of us didn't know what the future held. Well, we got through the crisis. We usually do because crises are just a part of life. Change is another part of life. And as I get older, I like that less and less. Um, I've watched us as we landed on the moon in 1969. And now, 50 years later, I carry a cell phone in my pocket that has more computing power than the lunar module did when we landed in 1969. I went to school in the age of mimeograph copies. Now we have laptops and smart boards. I remember my dad having me get up to change one of three channels. Now I sit in my recliner and I tell Alexa to turn on the TV and to go to the History Channel or whatever flavor of TV I happen to be watching at the time. Change is a part of life. In the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of change. There's been a huge crisis, and there's been a little bit of crazy mixed in with all of that. So picking up on the theme of crisis, or crazy, I want to talk to you a little bit about shoes. These are my uh, work shoes, and as you can see, they have had better days. At some point, I'm going to have to replace these shoes, but I'll be honest, I don't want to. I like them. They're comfortable. Now, I've been in the farm community long enough to know what a lot of you are thinking. Well, preacher, they got another good couple of years out of them if you use some shoe goo and some duct tape. And I'll probably try to get some more time out of them. But the reality of it is, at some point, I'm going to have to change and start to break in a a new pair of shoes. Two and a half years ago, when we came into the new building for the first time, the last message I did in the old building was this issue of learning how to change into new shoes, because that's not something I do easily. But yet, necessity means that sometimes we have to do that. So our country is facing a crisis unlike we've ever faced before. 
Um, it's not new to the idea of crisis, but it's new to us. So I want to talk to you a little bit about some of the changes that we as a church are going to make um, in the coming days. Um, the leadership met last night and we have decided that we're not going to have any services during the month of March. So for the next two weeks, we intend to basically uh, go by our governor's recommendation. Uh, we understand that there's federal guidelines, but because Iowa tend to be, tends to be a, a lot more of a rural community, uh, we're going to go by whatever recommendations our governor makes. And our governor has asked right now that no groups larger than 10 meet between now and the end of the month. So that means that for the next two Sundays at least, and then we'll see what the recommendations are, uh, we're not going to have worship services here in our building. Um, it doesn't mean we can't worship. Uh, it just means that we're not going to do it here in this building. Uh, the building is a place. It's not the church. The church is people. And we've always stressed that. Uh, so our new plan, the new thing that's going to change is that our services, we are going to broadcast them live uh, on Facebook. Uh, Josh and I are going to meet here on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock and we are going to go live on Facebook much like we are now. And we are going to be uh, doing that service uh, at 10 o'clock. At, as soon as the service is over, we are going to then take that service and publish it on uh, our YouTube channel, Holly Springs Bible Fellowship. Uh, that way we will be able, at this point, we don't have the capability to do them simultaneously. So we're going to go with Facebook Live at 10 o'clock and realistically by 11 o'clock we should have it on uh, our YouTube channel as well. Uh, we're also going to move up our audio. Normally we publish our audio uh, on Monday nights, but we're going to do it immediately after the service on Sunday. So it will be on our website. It will be on any of the podcast platforms like um, Apple, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. And uh, you can follow us um, on those. Um, we, we've always planned on doing this. Uh, it's just it's going to happen a whole lot sooner than uh, we were planning on. So bear with us as we work on improving the technology um, as we go forward, because like I say, we weren't planning on it, so we're having to kind of adapt as we go, uh, like most of you are. So be patient with us. We will get it all um, worked out. Uh, the second issue is the issue of communication. Um, email is going to be our primary method of communicating with you. Um, please make sure that we have your current email address um, and that your email provider does not block it. We use MailChimp, and some providers tend to put it in spam or in other folders. So uh, make sure you're getting our emails that we have a current email address for you. Uh, Facebook is going to be our second means of communication. Uh, the things that we put on Facebook are going to be more general in nature, whereas our emails are going to be more specific, continuing our prayer requests and updates with our church family and our community. Uh, so that's kind of the plan that we're going as far as communicating. We also are going to need your help in communicating with our elderly and um, our people in our congregation who are technology challenged. Um, help them get set up, call people, check on them. Uh, it's a great opportunity for us to kind of take care of each other and, and work through some of those things. Uh, finally, uh, the other aspect is uh, I, I want to challenge you to join us. Um, three weeks ago, uh, we started a journey together um, on a series called Anxious for Nothing. And in that series, it's titled Calm in a Chaotic World. 
And I don't think there could be anything more appropriate or timely than what we're going through. So if you missed the first three weeks, I want to encourage you to go online, listen to the messages, get caught up with where we are. And then we still have two more messages in that series. And uh, the fourth one will be on Sunday uh, at 10 o'clock and then it'll go on YouTube and then they'll be there. So if you can't meet at those times, you could catch them uh, anytime after that. I also want to take just a few minutes to talk to you about something that I, I've not heard a lot about in the last two weeks. And I think as Christians, it's important for us to think along these lines. Um, I, I don't want to minimize what's going on. Um, I, I understand the crisis. I understand the impact that it's making on a lot of people. And what I'm going to say may sound awkward to some of you, but the reality of it is I think um, we've been given a unique gift too. Uh, when Paul wrote to the, the Christians at Rome, one of the things that he talked about is that God has the ability to take anything and bring good out of it um, for his children. And it's a reminder to us that no matter what the situation, no matter how horrible it is, God can bring some good things out of it. So in light of the series and in light of that passage, I've tried to sit back and try to observe some things that I'm seeing happen as a result of all that we're going through. And I just want to share some of them with you to maybe get you thinking in a little bit different direction. One of the things that I'm observing is that people are starting to focus on people rather than things. I know we have the stories of the people hoarding stuff and fights and things like that, but there's a lot of great stories out there of people finding ways to take care of and encourage and help other people. I'm noticing that parents, for the first time, are engaging with their children as participants and not just spectators. So all of a sudden now we have parents developing relationships at a whole different level with their kids, and I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I notice that people are starting to see the value of relationships and connectedness. That's not a bad thing for us either. I've noticed for the first time that calendars are clear and now people have time and are making decisions on what's a really good use of that time. And I don't think that's a bad thing for us as a culture. I'm also noticing that there are some people that are turning back to God because in the past they just haven't had time for him. And I don't think that's a bad thing either. So maybe this difficult thing that we're facing, we're seeing some good come out of it. And actually some things that our country, our nation, and our community really need. But just maybe, just maybe there's some really good things that are coming out of this. So back to my shoes. I've got to break in a new pair of shoes. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be awkward. I really want to go back to this pair of shoes often. In the same way, we're having to break in a new pair of shoes here in the changes in the days ahead. It's going to stretch me. I have fought doing this video thing for a very long time. As I tell the board, I have a face for radio, not for video. So it's a big stretch for me. But in the end, I realized that, you know what? It's going to add to our life journey. It's going to allow us to minister to more people. And it's going to continue to keep in contact with our, our group and our, our church family. So each Sunday, I end a service with a challenge. And in light of the series that we're in, I thought I would use Paul's words and add some of my own based on what we've already learned. So I want to challenge you. Rejoice. 
in the Lord always. Now, in case you didn't hear me the first time, rejoice. Let your gentleness, not your doom, not your gloom, not your paranoia, but let your gentleness be made known to everyone because the Lord's near. Don't be anxious for anything, but in everything, whether it's good or bad, let your request be made known unto God. With prayer and petition and thanksgiving, let him know what's heavy on your heart. And the peace of God, that's what we're going to talk about this Sunday. will guard your hearts and minds, transcend everything that you could understand through Christ Jesus. So, have a great week. Thanks for joining in with us, and I hope you follow us in the coming days. Lord bless you.